0: Hello, witches. This is Kara Kovacs, and this is Business Witch. As a third generation witch, at least, and a business and life coach for mission-driven entrepreneurs and leaders, I teach you how to make money and magic as liberatory practices. Because when we know, seek, and embrace our full potential, we create a better world for everyone. Here you'll find tools, conversations, spells, and inspiration that take you from waiting to creating so you can build the business and life you're oh so worthy and capable of having. Let's go. Hello, witches. Happy New Year. Uh, I'm recording this a little bit in the past, but we've got a very fun episode for you because it's one of my favorite people. And I invited him back because I know you love him too. He's blushing. Don't blush. <laughs> Receive the worship. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Colin.
1: <laughs> ICK, my beloved Virgo sister. My Long Island girl. Okay. The Leo Queen in me recognizes the Leo Queen in you, bitch. Okay. Yeah, so
0: worship me. I'm okay, to the team. Okay,
1: right. You're like, I'm on a throne. Don't. All right. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> I'll take every compliment I can get. Okay.
1: And gleefully, I know, yeah, maybe your Cancer Moon is like more proficient at receptivity because I'm just like, but thank (laughs) you. I love you. I appreciate you. It's an honor to be here. And thank you, everybody who is ready to listen and who's joining with us in any direction of time. It's an honor to be sharing your time and space with you. So let's do it.
0: Yes, I wanted to have you on because I wanted to talk 2024 astrology. Let's do it. And I also just thought it would be fun to bring you back on again. Maybe I'll bring you on again next year. <laughs> we, we just love you here on Business
1: Witch. Thank you, Bewitches. Yeah, like six months check-in. You know, we it's June. We're like Ooh.
0: Bewitches. Hello. Oh my god! Hashtag Bewitches.
1: How have you not thought of that? Like the be- and then if you do a whole like you know Bewitch Samantha moment.
0: You thought of that. I'm How? gonna use it, but I never thought of
1: that. Yes bewitched okay if you like this
0: episode and you want to share it to your stories please put hashtag i'm a bewitch
1: (laughs) Uh, i
0: I would be bewitched if you did that
1: (laughs) i love the mercury like mania we have wordplay yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) i was president of scrabble club in second grade nice i just humble brag
1: No, it's it's brag away. And like,
0: (laughs) I've only lost a game twice. It's so they haunt me.
1: Virgo, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Do you have any, like, somatic healers that can help CK with the two Scrabble games that she lost? Do we have any Reiki healers? Any Anything that can help my Virgo release that from the past? If, you're if I'm being
0: honest, I'm, like, not even fun to play with because I'm so intense.
1: Oh, see? I might want to watch you, but, like, yeah, I really? I'm not competitive. I, I wish I had that. I don't. I have no. I don't have any like Martian energy. I'm not Aries or Scorpio enough. I really don't. Oh, give you're a fuck.
0: you're Mars in Cancer. I
1: care. I legitimately. I don't care.
0: That's powerful.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. <'cause laughs> I did not do well in fucking middle school gym. I can tell you that when I was like. <laughs> care what team I'm on anarchy I'm going back and forth I'll be goalie I'll push beautiful you too <laughs> yeah a
0: listen okay. I'm not competitive except about Scrabble got it <laughs> and but singing it. Ford on Blondes what's up at karaoke
1: okay don't get it twisted.
0: <laughs> no it's like a running joke in my friend group that I like need to go to therapy about like I'll have a full-blown temper tantrum if someone sings it before me
1: I understand. I
0: do. <laughs> Thank do you, you want to do it now?
1: Do you want to like sing it now just so that no one else can ever I'll think
0: about you. it. I can get a little shy. <laughs>
1: okay. Don't put the diva on stage. yet. She's not ready. Okay. So ready. It's, hey. it's a
0: little early for karaoke. Hey. Okay. Okay. We're here to talk about 2024 astrology. Jupiter is moving into your sun sign. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. yes what exactly. is
0: that going to bring for you? Let's start there.
1: Well, Interestingly enough, it's my Jupiter return. So I thought that was pretty interesting, right? That thinking about Jupiter and Gemini from a Jupiter return lens, I was born under Jupiter and Gemini. So Jupiter enters Gemini on May 25th of this year, where it's going to stay for about a whole year. And what what I'm seeing, because as Gemini is my sun sign, this actually represents, and this is true for everybody, I find that Our sun sign is a a star that feels like it's a little distant. We can see it. We're always reaching for it, right? Like Gemini isn't really immediately easy for me to access. Capricorn is because that's my moon sign. So the moon is what we're born as. The sun is what we're becoming. Mm. So the Gemini archetype isn't unfolding for me more often than not. And I've experienced it initially kind of from the Capricorn lens of – Dialogic structures, the way that we can speak in ways and listen in ways that promote connection and understanding rather than conflict and polarization. Mm -hmm. The, The dia being two, the mono being one. Gemini introduces dialogue, I think, right? But as I grow into this sun sign and get a little bit older, I really am seeing the Gemini in me as the trickster, as the levity, as the comedian, as the person who says to others like this is all a joke and and honestly and my amazing friend nia calloway helped me see this like the power of levity to stop time and just help us lighten the fuck up as a healing modality and as an intellectual approach what do they say is the best medicine
0: Laughter. (laughs) come on got it out of me (laughs)
1: yeah, <laughs> I know. There you go. Like, I don't gotta say it, I'll show it. You know, and just also too, as a learning device, you know, I don't think people understand how effective an approach of comedy can be to inspire education and learning. So that's that's how I'm currently seeing Gemini. If you ask me in 12 years, I might have a drastically kind of different approach. But that's what I'm gonna hold fast to is. Just the the value of comedy, humor, and levity. Because my Gemini girlies make me laugh, let me tell you.
0: Yes, <laughs> and I think, like, we really need that. I was talking about this last night when I yeah. threw my dog a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, I think people needed a dog birthday party.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you have a Mars in Gemini, no?
0: Yeah, I do have a Mars in Gemini.
1: Yeah, so, and that would actually, I could argue there... CK, that, that Gemini energy might come even more instinctually to you than it does me. No. Like, yes, bitch. Yes. Yes. Mars is self-worth. Mars is blood. Mars is in our energy. So maybe you could access that idea around what does the the trickster, the, the comedian, the jester have to offer in this space? Because I think people are... They don't even have the language to realize or acknowledge that they're so sick and tired of taking themselves so fucking seriously.
0: I'm so glad that we're starting here, too, because I think that the astrology of 2024, 2025 and 2026 can get like very doom and gloom. We're going into an election year. It's been like very hard for the collective. And so I'm glad we're starting with the importance of laughter, the importance of joy. That's literally why I threw this dog birthday party. I was like, we like we need the tool of comedy, of art, of creativity, of Things that are just like random and superfluous, like the hat I made her to wear last night and the Victorian bib that somebody else brought for her. I'm just like, (laughs) those things are so life-giving and affirming and we really need to make time for joy. And I'm glad that we're starting there because I'm like, how are we going to look at statistics and conversations and like ideology, which I think is also very gemini next year
1: yes well i and i didn't even realize that that is kind of what we did but it's actually a tradition that we unconsciously express so in john lewis hyde's work trickster makes the world go round he positioned this symbol which was across many comparative ancient traditions and ceremonies which was that the the meeting or the gathering could not begin unless the jester or the comedian initiated the space because they believed you couldn't pray or think critically until you laughed first. So that's what we just did. And and the science is absolutely clear that when we laugh, it downregulates our nervous system. Belly laughter has is actually really good for our cardiovascular health too. Like I think 50 to 100 belly laughs, which is like one good session is equivalent to 15 minutes of rowing. We get nutrient-rich oxygen just by inhaling and exhaling. So it's actually incredibly dumb to think that comedy is dumb.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, when you are, like, in a conflict or you're talking to someone that you're like, we have nothing in common. We can't see eye to eye. And, like, the power of laughter to bring people together and to break down barriers – you know, my therapist always tells me that I keep using laughter to avoid feeling hard things. And I'm like, but it's working great.
1: I keep avoiding hard things, doc. Like, right? If I laugh
0: while I tell you about my childhood trauma, it doesn't hurt anymore.
1: Oh, well, and then what did we just say about your Mars and Gemini? It comes instinctually to you. Oh,
0: interesting. Wait, <laughs> so are you better at expressing cancerian you got Mars and Cancer, and my Moon is in the twelfth, baby. So I have a hard time.
1: So <laughs> shit, yeah. I would actually say that Cancer makes absolute sense to me, and always has. I've never not understood Cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna own that with my full chest. I remember, and then we'll we'll get to the astrology here. I'm thinking of this moment where, in the early 2000s, it might have even been my first Jupiter return to make it relevant here. My father got me this, this digital camera, these like cute little like digital, you know, Y2K cameras. And my cousins and I were in each other's lives all day long, you know, big Irish, Italian family. And so I would record my family and make videos of them with like sometimes comedic music, but then more so sentimental music of just like how much I loved them. And still to, to this day. So that cancerian energy is almost my first response of like, how do I honor and protect the family and capture the love I have for them at all times? That is first instinct.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I love, you know, you know, it's it's number one priority as far as I'm concerned. Nothing, nothing trumps this. Nothing.
0: That's very Mars and cancer. I have a hard time. Like, I know it's my moon. And I know that it comes very naturally to me in the sense of like, there's a yearning for connection and care and there's a tenderness, but I have to actually like go and be with myself to unpack the cancer part of me. Like it is very hidden.
1: That's the 12th house energy. And you know what? I'll just say this too. My... I'm glad that this actually is true for us because we had a full moon in Cancer on December 27th. So we're still in that energy, right? So people who are listening to this in the first week, like this is actually the immediate energy. So, you know, CK and I are, are accidentally <laughs> aligning here with the schedule. It's,
0: we're the- bewitching.
1: Okay. Oh, it's a verb. <laughs> it's a verb now. But no. So I think there's a power in attunement. My uh, Gemini nephew who was born about six months ago oh. has a Cancer moon. And it amazes me because that boy watches everybody. And to the point where if he is being held by my mother, his grandmother, and staring at her, but he hears me, he will put his whole back, his whole neck, to be like, is my uncle talking? Let me connect. Mm. So I think there's something, too, about attunement, cancer attunement. And you were so attuned when I was a guest at your at your space in Venice Beach. You did not let me go unfed, unworked, cared for, hydrated. You are the Jewish mom I didn't know I needed, but we'll never ever. (laughs) Okay. I know. I'm
0: like, is that the cancer placement or is that being Jewish and from Long Island?
1: (laughs) Or all of the above. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because when I said, no, I don't need an acai bowl, she got me an acai bowl. She said, (laughs) You know what
0: is horrible about that is (laughs) I go to my grandmother's house and she's like, do you want some watermelon? And I'm like, no, thank you. And then like two minutes later, are you sure you don't want any watermelon? And like two minutes later... Buddy, go get her some watermelon. Buddy. And I said that's my grandpa because she can't walk anymore. And it's like I said no, like five times, and somehow yeah. it's like still in front of me. And then you're like, you said you didn't want a NASA evil, and I bought you one anyway. I'm like, holy shit.
1: Cancer. <laughs> I mean, she's her grandmother's daughter, her puppy's daughter. <laughs> no, I love it. And that's cancer, you know? So we're we're still in that energy. You know, we only had the full moon in cancer a few days ago. Yeah. But it and just thinking about, you know before we even get into politics jupiter and gemini the nodal stuff like let's just attune to the communities and the family systems that are in front of us and this is what i love about astrology too ck from a very practical point of view is that there's a time and a place for everything and everyone but there's not a time and a place for everything and everyone all at once Mm -hmm. so astrology says like listen Let's just pace ourselves. We just have the Full Moon in Cancer. Position that first, please. Then go here, follow it with there, but just pay attention to what the timing is having us pay attention to. So I love that we're beginning with the concept of attunement because that's really where the Full Moon in Cancer is having us go. And then today, uh, January 1st, Mercury retrograding Capricorn ends. So we've had the retrogrades throughout December. Now Mercury's moving forward it is an initiatory energy there's yeah. not a whole lot of planets currently retrograde right now and so whereas in 2023 a lot the whole year started with mars retrograde mercury retrograde like that was a lot this is different so, and we
0: had that long Venus retrograde.
1: The summer, absolutely. And I think that what would make me really happy is that if the bewitchers, the community of bewitched bitches, okay? <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> All right?
1: <laughs> bitches of bewitched really understood that today asks for you applying what you learned and in operationalizing information and to stop pretending you don't know what the fuck you know. Stop mm. pretending. Okay.
0: Ooh, I like feel that in my body because I think that there is, there is a knowing that we often ignore or disconnect from. And I have personally done that. Like I've, I've been, I've had a feeling and I've been like, oh no, 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 no. Like you intellectualize, like that you don't know enough or that somebody else knows better than you, or you give away your agency. But it's like if we really listened to those feelings that we had in our bodies, you know, we were talking before you got on this call. I knew in my body when I was on birthright that something was like not like not jiving for me. And and listen, it was also beautiful and incredible. And like the people were very kind and hospitable and I had amazing food and like the land is beautiful. Like there was so much that was wonderful about it and there was something ideologically that was like off
1: gnarly yeah
0: and like i felt that
1: yes i didn't yep.
0: i was also 19 i didn't have like language for that i had no idea what it was but it was like something was off and there have been many times where something has just been off and i've been like i oh, i must be like i'm off i'm having an off day as opposed to like really trusting my own feelings
1: <laughs> Yes, and the body. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're making me think of this this hypothesis I have too around fire and earth. I haven't decided which one is which yet, but fire and earth being the field of somatic knowledge acquisition. Mm -hmm. So when a fire or earth sign gets that ping that something is awry, trusting that. And, and no, water
0: too. I think water knows that too.
1: Emotion, right? So I wonder: is every element—air, earth, fire, water—a field of particular knowledge acquisition? I so the the water element, I think, is um, the felt emotional landscape. It's 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 connected, of course, to the somatic, but it's a different field. It's just. Not the same.
0: I want to so, read the research paper on this.
1: Oh God. Yeah. Published at Hogwarts. Like, where did I go for this? <laughs>
0: okay. But uh, I have oh my, can I tell you my astrological research paper that I want to write? Please, please. I want to study the birth charts of polycules because I think there is a fascinating connection between like it's not just sinistry, it's like sinistry of like metamores. Sinistry Whoa. of like, what are people getting out of which relationship, and how? Oh, I oh, want that oh. research
1: paper. Well, I think you're going to host a conference on it. How about that? Yes,
0: huh? you know huh? I love hosting panels.
1: Yes, bitch. Yeah. So each element is this different field of knowledge acquisition, and I think that, yeah, I I I feel it from my fire sense of like, oh fuck, I oh I don't like this. I gotta get out. It's like this ping. This like something is pulling me away or approaching something i i don't know but yeah so i'm not sure but yeah so each each element is a field of knowledge acquisition of course air being very cognitive the mind which in some spaces has primacy and others that just doesn't water is to me like the emotional the spiritual landscape right fire could be somatic but i also think there's something about earth that feels somatic too so i'm not sure yet but just thinking out loud Yeah.
0: I feel like earth feels somatic and fire feels almost like instinctual.
1: Like yeah, well, it feels I, like
0: action, instinct, like.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Because, yes, 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 yes. Because I'm also thinking there's a field of embodied experience, right? Like, so you learn how to ride a bike by riding a bike. That's, that's, yeah. University. And this is hearkening back to kind of what we were saying around like if you know that something is amiss because of your embodied experience and your somatic is telling you, pr- like show it, prove it. Do not fucking pretend or let other people help you. I don't want to say guess like because that's a catch all, but like take you out of the wisdom of your body and the wisdom of your experience.
0: And just naming it. I mean, I think in like in relationship, that's been such an important thing of like I don't know what it is, but something is feeling disconnected. How do we come back into connection? Or like, is there something that you want to share with me? Because I do feel that we're not like, the energy between us is not flowing. Like, not just in partnership, but in in my client relationships, that is so important. Like, hey, I want to gut check. How was that received? Something is feeling like...
1: I love it, CK. And
0: we reconnect by addressing the elephant in the room.
1: (laughs) And you know what? I love that you're opening up that space for a dialogue, Mars and Gemini. Here we go again. Not that I have a point. (laughs) It's also, I think, really beautiful to name the fact that it might not be you or me that's causing this disconnect. It could be something that this person is experiencing about a family crisis or some economic insecurity or something about their health. Like- we often personalize it so fucking fast. Yeah. And it could be like my amazing Virgo friend like sent me a really vulnerable text and was just like, I'm just being a little distant from you. Did I say or do something wrong? I just want to know because maybe I can clean it up. And I was so moved by their integrity to ask. And then I just hopefully liberated them by saying like, oh my God, it was it is so not you. I've just been going through so much family energy at once that I have no bandwidth or you know, spaciousness to be the friend I kind of want to be right now. And I should have told you faster. Boom. You know, so yeah, there's so much. There's so much there. I love that you model that.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk about it collectively because I feel so when you were talking about how this year is starting faster. The other thing about like Jupiter moving into Gemini for me with Saturn still being in Pisces and the North Node in Aries is I feel like everything is about to go faster because like <laughs> Jupiter and Taurus, is grounded. We've had like Uranus and Taurus and it's going to be moving into Aries in 2026, 2025. I can't remember right now. But I just feel like we are like moving towards something that we've been working on and it's about to get accelerated. Hypothesis. I'm not an astrologer. Please check me.
1: (laughs) No, I I love it. I think there will be seasons of momentum and there will be seasons of more methodical, let's just take a beat. Right. Again, this is what I love about astrology is it's like it's it's cyclical, right? It's very seasonal. I think what's really important is before Jupiter enters Gemini in May, Pluto returns to Aquarius, right? So Pluto dipped in and out of Aquarius in 2023 from the third week of March. I believe it was March 22nd or 3rd and then stayed there until June 18th. So Pluto was only in the zero degree of Aquarius Pluto's going to enter Aquarius on January 20th and then it's going to stay there until November of this year November 11th oh wait let me yeah no this is that no excuse me Pluto is going to stay yeah Pluto's been staying Aquarius for quite a while this year The pretty much September oh September 1st so does it go it-
0: back to Capricorn again
1: Yes, through a retrograde, right? I didn't
0: realize that I thought we were like done with Pluto and Cap after this.
1: No, ma'am. So we have it one more time from September to November and then returns to Aquarius on November 19th and then stays there for the next two decades.
0: Can I just say we are recording this during uh, Mercury retrograde and my brightness keeps turning down like, every, like, three minutes, you go dark. Well, <laughs> but, And it has never done that before.
1: Mercury, Mercury. I'm like, I'm going to
0: petition Mercury to just, like, I want to see your face. Petition. Stop turning the brightness petition. down on my laptop.
1: Petition. Oh, my God. I love my bewitches. Okay, please, Mercury. I'm oh like, <laughs> Especially in Capricorn, where it's like, go dark. It's the winter. But, yeah, we're talking about, like, Capricorn energy. So, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Don't forget about me. But yeah, so I, I am very curious about that. And just let's let's say this again, because we threw a lot, a lot of dates there and I made a, an error. So Pluto is in Aquarius from January 20th to September 1st. Um, and then it will uh, move back into Aquarius on November 19th and stay there for almost 39 years. So yeah, when thinking about Pluto and Aquarius, that's kind of where I wanted this conversation to begin when we were strategizing around it. And I want to read something from the Llewellyn's 2024 Daily Planetary Guide written by Michelle Perrin, a.k.a. Astrology Detective. And so uh, Perrin writes, With Pluto moving into democratically-minded Aquarius, a lot of the overreach of power that was accumulated during the Pluto and Capricorn era, which started in 2008 and is reaching a finale this year, could start to see pushback from ordinary people. And we can expect this trend to accelerate over the upcoming years pluto in aquarius is davy fighting goliath and winning the last pluto in aquarius era was from 1777 to 1798 while the us was founded in 1776 most of the revolutionary war took place during pluto and aquarius this entire era was known as the age of revolution as citizens around the globe were inspired by what was going on in the U.S. and staged their own democratic rebellions against ossified, unfair regimes. Most famously, the French Revolution overthrew the country's monarchy. It goes on to give several paragraphs here about the revolution, right? And I don't love positioning America as this bastion of revolution, knowing full well this country was founded on genocide and slavery. And also, history as instructive. A revolution that doesn't have to be bloody yeah. can move through us. So that's what I'm that's what I'm meditating on. And I certainly this year definitely got an advanced preview with Pluto and Aquarius. I think because of certain communities that I was able to form, particularly on Long Island and in New York City. And when I tell you this year was defined by mass mutual reliance, yeah, that's the truth. And I wonder, for the people that are listening, how they can, in small incremental ways, 1% better every day, initiate more relational systems, more communities that is not just how am I getting my needs met and what are you doing for me and me, 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 and I, 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 but what time, talent, and treasure are you giving to other people so that they make sure they can give to you when it's their opportunity. So that's the question I have for, for your listeners is what time, talent, and treasure can I give from overflow on a 1% basis every day to ensure systems of mass mutual reliance around me during Pluto and Aquarius? And I'll take a beat.
0: Um, I hear the uh, soundtrack of Lay Miz in the background of this conversation. Oh, which song?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Hit me with At- it.
0: Uh, can you hear the people sing, singing the songs of angry men? It is a music of a people who da, 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 not da, be da, slaves da, da, again. When the beating of our hearts echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes, literally. Yeah, <laughs> I love it.
1: So... For, for you it's lame is for me it is spice up your life okay but yeah like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wait let's bring humor back into it because there is a there is like a feeling of the inevitability of the dawning of revolution like the it just people can't afford to buy houses like oh. mill, millennials like we are this generations like the people who are living during world war ii like we are going to be seeing and we're seeing it and it's hard and it's heavy and it makes me sad and like all of my friends keep talking about buying a commune in upstate new york because there's access to water there and like who the fuck knows what's gonna happen and like right but since you said spice up your life and I said musical theater, a question we asked at the party that I threw for my dog was if you had to live on an island where you could only listen to one genre of music, I was like, I'm on musical theater island. Um, what island are you on?
1: Pop all day long, all day long. I just need me and my pop princesses. Come on. I'm
0: like, on. if we lived on those islands, would we need Pluto in a qu-
1: or is it Pluto and Aquarius? Yeah, <laughs> you're moving, right. <laughs> moving through us. We and then you just had me think of so many things. Like, and really the understanding is like, yeah, it's hard. And also, like, we were born for this moment. Yeah. So, oh my God, get a grip, everybody. Like, I know it's hard. And I know, I know, I know, I know. And also, like, wake up. You think you're the only one? And this is what I mean by Pluto and Aquarius. Like, oh, it's hard for you. It's hard for everybody.
0: It is. It's hard. And like, I mean, that as, a, as someone who teaches people business, right, like it is hard for everyone right now. It's also like right. why people need what you sell. And
1: so people- I need all of us to hello, Mercury directing Capricorn, Capricorn season, get a grip and regulate the fact that like if you're not managing a move through moving through these emotions responsibly, like, come on, get to stepping. This is not a fucking game. Dress rehearsal is over. Yeah. Dress rehearsal was over, you know. That and was
0: quarantine was dress rehearsal, baby.
1: Oh my god! See, I <laughs> okay. I'm gonna hold that because I would have. Well, yeah, shit, man. Because I
0: remember when we were all like, "Oh my god!" Like, there's no spaghetti at the supermarket, and it's like we all hung out in our pajamas for five months, <laughs> like.
1: well some did some didn't yeah right yeah my mother poor bitch essential worker she fucking couldn't you know so everybody had their things but i yeah i'm thinking of just like really letting folks know like i know that these are terrifying times and also if you're involved in spirituality and metaphysics like that's an initiation and a training that requires you to go to the spaces where people are afraid and be the light if you're overwhelmed and I'm going to be really Capricorn moon about this, if you are overwhelmed to the point of, I can't, then you're, you're not in the right industry.
0: Mm.
1: I'm sorry. I think being metaphysically initiated requires us to bring that training to the world, not just our manifestations list.
0: Oof. Oof. I, I mean, it's, I'm just feeling the impact of that. I mean, when we serve our clients, right, we are holding. And this is why I'm like, do not do this work without trauma awareness. Like we can't be trauma specialized because honestly, you need you need training that is years and years and years and years. So like you have to really want to do that. But like we are the first responders to Absolutely. people having crisis and Absolutely. people entrust trust their everything in our spaces. And we have to be able to talk about that and to hold that responsibly. And that requires training that too many people do not get. Mm -hmm. And then they sell their services anyway. And like, I I will die on that hill.
1: I know, I know. And I'm glad you are acknowledging like, okay, you know, I want you to hold the psyches of other people. That's where you feel moved, but please do so responsibly. Yeah, right. So maybe that Maybe that, like, oh, my God, this is really scary and I'm overwhelmed There's a call to training, is a call to working with CK. And also, it could be a call to get a fucking grip. Like, I'm sorry, Capricorn Transits open up the year. Like, what the hell? And I'm not shading manifestation. I fucking love it. Like, I know that it is helpful. But again, there's a time and a place for everything. There's not a time and a place for everything all at once. Right now, we might be in an all-hands-on-deck moment. So I need us to put a pause on manifesting the man, the millions in the mansion and get to fucking work on making sure that we can be a part of a community of giving and receiving of support and of love and healing to as many people as we can. Otherwise, it's self-indulgent.
0: I mean, I've I've been thinking about this, the existence of my business. Like when I started my business, I was like, I want to make a lot of money. I want to make more money than I could. But in a,
1: the second house, son of the second but then house,
0: being in the work also North node in the seventh in Aquarius, sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. like
0: my business is ultimately about collective liberation. And like, you know, I even I had a conversation with my coach this year. She was like, it would be easier for you to scale oh revenue if you sold higher price services to fewer number of people. It's easier to make more money that way. Yeah, it might be. And like, I want coaches to have ethical, trauma-informed practices. I want to change the nature of the industry. Like, people need somatic healers. They need astrologers. They need hypnotherapists. Like, we need you right now. And like, in order to do that ethically, like, there needs to be a change in the way that things are being taught. Now, is that the same thing as changing some of these larger? structures that we're talking about no it's just like my small part in it but i think that they're ultimately one in the same reimagining how we do business reimagining how we do currency exchange reimagining how we relate to money reimagining how we relate to healing like this is all the same thing
1: revolution okay go ahead i'm I'm completely agree
0: (laughs) what are you looking up (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, and I'm just like seeing like what element Mercury is retrograding in. Yeah, because there's a lot there. No, I completely agree, and I agree, and I want to co-sign that. I think they are one in the same. They're absolutely one in the same, mm-hmm. right? Like the 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 healing of the systems with who we are. Because I heard Sonia Renee Taylor say at Rachel Rogers' our Return on Investment Conference back in right around a year ago. Was that like the systems are dying. They will die. Like, don't put fucking lipstick on it. It's dying. You know, what we need to do is kind of minister these dying structures carefully and then midwife new ones, cancer, right? And then, you know, just sort of realize that like you have, there's so much inextricable connection happening here. That's the power of Aquarius, baby. So really knowing that and knowing that it's so much bigger than us. It's not all about us. It's bigger than us. There's a lot of wisdom in that. And it's a lot of energy of support and self-actualization as well.
0: I was listening to a podcast episode. I think it was an NPR podcast or The Atlantic. But it was about why Make America Great Again was like such a successful campaign slogan. And it's this idea of the word again because people have really selective memory where the hardship when they're in it feels so potent and intense. And Uh, then they glorify like people think people were nicer back then. So like that's not actually true. Like people are like, oh, New York has changed so much. It's not what it used to be. And it's like it used to be way more crime ridden and violent. Like the statistics of crime have gone down a lot. Now, listen, we have a lot of issues with and I, I say we I don't live any there anymore. But whatever. I'm a lifelong New Yorker. It's in my blood. Like, there are issues with what's going on with uh, the NYPD, like, where funds are being allocated. Like, I'm not saying they're not issues, but I'm just saying we glorify the past in a way that, like, when we are in hardship, the what I just said about quarantine, for example, I'm like, listen, I was drinking a lot of wine in my bathtub. Like, it was not that hard. But when I was doing it, It was so hard. And I want to offer people like it is hard in the experience of it. But the reason that people resonated with that campaign slogan was because they are nostalgic for something that was actually harder than they remember it to be. When we are looking at what is to come and we're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so hard. Like, I don't know if we're birthing the modern utopia no. I know that the systems that we live in, they need to be composted and like yep. something needs to replace them because totally. like people cannot survive. And if you just look at the wealth gap, like oh, from yeah, the, the 80s f- oh. to now, the bottom 50 percent compared to what like the top 1 percent has, it's insane.
1: Well, Reaganomics is a scam. Yeah, Reaganomics is a fucking scam. It always has been. It always will be. And if you want, you know, clear support on that, that's why I love Robert Reich's work, the former Secretary of Labor under under Clinton. He has amazing free, accessible guides about economic oppression, tax evasion, look at democracy now. Yeah, and being fluent in that is going to be, I think, really critical, too, for Pluto and Aquarius, because we Mm. need to know what is constricting, but then... Put solutions forward. It's not enough just to be like, oh, things are hard. Okay, and your idea is what? Your solution is what? We all know things are hard. Offer me an opinion and a solution. Otherwise, you're not helping.
0: I have Saturn moving through my eighth right now. So I've been trying to educate myself about finances in a way that I never have before. Where I'm like studying. But the more I study it, the more I'm like, I'm a highly educated person. Like, this is confusing as fuck. And like wow. kind of dumb, like if you have to build so and I've always, always done this with health insurance, obviously, because I have a medical condition, but it's like the deductible versus the HMO versus the PPO versus it's like if you have to build something that is this confusing that you have to feel like you're trying to solve a crossword puzzle in order to use the system, it's that is a game. It's not real. It is so dumb. <laughs> Like, I cannot believe how we all are like, this is so serious. We come and we do it in our suits. And I'm like, you guys are playing with fucking Monopoly money. Like, this is insane. It's
1: insane. Yeah, no. And I even think Michelle Obama said something similarly, but not hopefully, you know, or maybe related to this. Of just like, she was nervous to go into those spaces, think like everyone was so much smarter, more capable. And they were all dumb. She was basically saying, like, nobody knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's fake.
0: It's like we're all little kids pretending to be grown ups, and we yeah. put on our suits and we play with our monopoly money.
1: And that's the Gemini joke, isn't it? Like yeah. none of this shit matters. No, 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 no. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. It's there's a lot there, and I wonder, you know, with the North Node in in Aries. I know you wanted to discuss this as well with the four eclipses that we're having. Is recognizing maybe like who are we really? You know, are we these? bodies these humans that are constrained and defined by the physical limitations you know Mm -hmm. we don't have single right answers to that because i want to be conscious of disability activism i want to be conscious of what is real for so many people who are living with chronic pain with i don't have to tell you you know medical conditions and also what if we thought of ourselves as spiritual beings truly having the human experience. You know, we've, we've thought of this idea several, several times. And we have a north node, uh, excuse me, we have a solar eclipse in Aries on April 8th, so that could be the time to do it. And then two weeks prior, we have a lunar eclipse in Libra on March 25th. So we're going to change the way that we relate to relating on March 25th, and then we're going to change the way that we relate to becoming on April 8th.
0: Hmm. I think too, like this brings up what I was thinking about as the energy of Jupiter and Gemini of just like holding the duality and the nuance of multiple ideas can be true at once. Because when you're talking about this, I'm like, yeah, what is real? The like love I feel for my community or like the interest rate on my high yield savings account. (laughs) Like Uh... what is real?
1: (laughs) Son in the second house. Yes, son in the second house. Well, how about both are, you know, but yeah, me- in
0: different ways. But like, I think one is I think the love I feel for my community is more real than like some of these like, you know, yeah. trying to get a PPO. During open enrollment and being like, okay, well, I could buy the plan that is four hundred dollars a month, but by the time I pay for that eight thousand dollar deductible in insulin, I might as well buy the eight hundred dollar a month plan with no deductible.
1: <laughs> when you're in the this, I know. See, I'm, no, it's it's heartbreaking because then I, I I'm thinking about you know I I've established a level of financial security where. You know i can choose not to work or i can choose to work like i can choose that i recognize the the privilege in that and also i recognize like how heartbreaking it must be because i have been there i was there to be a person who does not have the fucking breathing room to walk through these things you know like to be poor in america is a death sentence what the fuck is going on here you know pluto and aquarius so again like we need to smarten up around our finances, but we also really need to smarten up around our faith and really kind of ask ourselves, like, "Oh, we were just randomly assigned to these mo- this moment because we're ill-equipped to handle it." Like hell, I was.
0: Yeah, we need each other. I mean, yeah. I was. I had I, a friend said this, and who's probably listening to this. So I apologize. I can't credit who said this to me because I can't remember right now. But that, like, people go into debt to have babies. And and then we, like, sack people with student debt that they're paying off until they're, like, 45 or even older. It's like, what if we gave babies college funds instead of funding international nuclear war?
1: Honey, you do not have to tell me twice about that. My father, who is an Air Force veteran, and I get into really amazing conversations about the fact that there is no reason why half of the American GDP needs to go to the military industrial complex. And just a few days ago, the Pentagon got approved for six hundred and eighty billion dollars. Like it's unconscionable that this country makes money off of war and conflict. It's but unc- like
0: we all got six hundred dollars during the pandemic, so we should be grateful
1: Right, no. What I'm gonna do is get citizenship in Italy, and then make sure that these fuckers know I do not have to stay here if I don't fucking want to. Anyway, don't get me started on that either. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I think the thing too is like when we have the, it's so great to have these conversations because they are affirming. Yeah. And they make me feel it's it's so nice to be in a room where everyone agrees with each other, and <laughs> then and then we leave the room. And so yeah. like, how do we have these conversations?
1: Enter Jupiter and Gemini. Enter yeah. Jupiter and Gemini. Well, th- and that's what I would tell a listener is like, be very clear that you were assigned to that conversation to potentially shift and hold a different perception. You want to be a student of their perspective while maintaining an assertion of your own. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that skillfully, you are really demonstrating the fact that these spiritual principles are not nice little things we love to post and talk about on Instagram with people who agree with us, but they are a part of our behavior. They are embedded in the integrity of who we are. Yeah, because again, who but us? When we're working with energies that are otherworldly and you're going to act like you don't have the fucking power to go into these spaces and shift the energy a little bit, you're really going to pretend then what are you doing here? What are you learning? What are you studying? Come on, you know? And I think that's what I would love to see. Because believe it or not, I guess my Gemini energy does like kind of drive the car a little bit. But when I am having conversations with people who disagree with me, which I do all the time, I just stay very regulated and calm. And I just try to listen and demonstrate a level of curiosity and what I don't know. And I ask, well, are you willing to hear what I have been studied and trained on that? Yes. Okay, great. You know, and just like, We need to approach conversations like surgeons, not quarterbacks. And people just, boom, right? And it's like, no. Yeah. Not while Jupiter's in Gemini.
0: And I mean, I think there's like the mutability of Jupiter in Gemini. There is like the the opportunity to hold multiple conflicting viewpoints because there's a bigness with Jupiter. Like even, you know, with my mom, like when I was talking to her about Israel, she was like, You know, I know like what's happening is wrong, which objectively it is fucking wrong. Like, I think we can all agree with that. She's like, but I just feel like I have to support Israel. And I was like, yeah, but why? Like, tell me why. And then to like actually dissect that as a Jewish person, as a person who has family there, as a person who has been there, like to actually dissect, why do you feel like you have to? What does Mm -hmm. it feel like to feel like you have to?
1: That you have no choice but to just unilaterally have to support a country, no matter what it does,
0: and, right. and in any case, if you feel like you have to agree with someone,
1: mm, that's coercion. What
0: under what circumstance does feeling obligated to universally support someone's actions, someone or something, actions, without any other critical thought? And under what circumstance is that healthy? It was hard. We had the conversation, but she was like, I, okay. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to get sad. And I was like, mom, it is a privilege to be able to talk about it and not be living it.
1: And she okay. Like, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, I'm proud of you because that was you implementing what you've identified spiritually. It's not words to you, it's wisdom, it's action, it's not abstract, it's behavior, it's not bullshit. So good for fucking you, you know? And then I think what I appreciate about Jupiter and Taurus, and this is something that I didn't really know in Moon Crew, so I'm excited to kind of workshop this with you in the time that we have, but the first half of the year, what I love about Taurus is they do say what you just kind of modeled to your mom, is there are questions with single right answers. Hmm. Yes, two things can be true. And while Jupiter's in Taurus and Uranus is in Taurus, there actually are some questions and dilemmas that have a single right answer. And the single right answer is a country does not say Israel, does not have the authority to defend itself in such a way against a group of people it is committing apartheid against that's the single right answer if i push somebody and they wail me right the fuck back i don't get to get a chance to say "Ah, look what you did no right and that's true for even i was thinking of on an individual scale i am so glad that we are having conversations about Lots of different neurodiversity and mindfulness and this and that and cognition and neurospicy, and also the ability to stay mindful to somebody is an irreducible requirement for sustaining relationships. So until and unless people develop the capacity and what, wherever their capacity is to sustain attention on someone, they will never have the relationship they deserve. And see that is confronting, but the Taurus truth says otherwise. You are living in a wrong alternative. You are, if you if we lack for whatever reason the capacity to attune to others, we will not be in relationship. So then Jupiter enters Gemini, and then we start dialogue, and then we sort you know we start discoursing. But I want I want us to really know the first half of the year, largely defined by questions with single right answers, large Hmm. dishing dilemmas where it's not A or B. Where it's not A and B, excuse me, it's A or. Like seriously, you're either, you're living in the right one or you're living in the wrong alternative, I'm sorry. Like that's what I love about some fixed energy is it's like miss me with all this fucking bullshit. Truly, go ahead. I was
0: so like (laughs) eager to see, not just, listen, I'm in the present too because I think that this is going to be a difficult unpacking. Yeah. Like collectively, individually, we and like we are prepared for that in that we've had some practice now with the 2016 elections and the 2020 elections. Like we've had practice around seeing how this plays out. And it always is. Difficult to to unpack, I think, even when we're like, quite obviously, we want to protect as much as we can universal healthcare and a woman's right to choose. Like there are just Oh some my
1: God. And issues then are- that
0: are like the single right answers.
1: God, yeah, yes.
0: And then there's like watching it play out collectively and the kind of mess of that, that yeah. is always, I I remain surprised. Me too. <laughs> for-
1: and I And then I remain challenged. Like, oh my God, like, did I get it wrong? But then I think of myself, you know, to kind of access- and I'm still learning, you know, the what's happening in Gaza, but to access it from the vantage point of being a native New Yorker, mm-hmm. I would have said to the Bush administration and my fellow Americans and New Yorkers, there is, n- it does not make sense for us to barge into Afghanistan, barge into Iraq. It doesn't make sense. And also, do you think maybe we could stop and wonder, like, what was it about American foreign policy and American imperialism over the last 40 years that would inspire a group of extremist people to do what they did?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I would also like people say,
0: do you think Israel has a right to exist? It's like, do you think the United States of America has a right to exist?
1: And if you're an American asking that question, then why don't you pack up and go right back to wherever your ancestors came from? And then there's... Like, cause on some real shit, you know. Cause if we're really about it, there's no double standards. And and I, my heart breaks for Jewish folks who are clear in what they're saying around like, why is it that like, when Jews stand up for themselves and wonder about anti-Semitism, they go, they're they're met with a yeah, but.
0: Yeah. Well, because there's a conflation that Zionism and Judaism are the same thing, and they're fundamentally not the same thing
1: (laughs) right and that's why Jewish Voices for Peace are doing such amazing work not in our name right so there's there's so much there but yeah I think and those of us who are involved in personal growth and spiritual seeking need to be the most articulate grounded informed peacemakers in those rooms and if you can't do it you can tap out every once in a while but I ask you To really examine your intentions behind this conversation and be sure that it's farther than you just getting your, you know, wish list come true. You see what I'm saying?
0: No, I think like the, the putting the collective in your prayers right now. You know, I've been called a self-hating Jew more times in the last two months. I mean, I've never actually been called that ever before in my life, but I've been called it a lot in the last two months. And I have never been more proud to be Jewish. Like, I just want to say publicly (laughs) that I have never been more proud to be Jewish because what being Jewish has meant to me in my life is the embracing... Of people into my home and culture, and the sharing of that culture. I always, I actually don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast, but in the New York Times 36 Questions to Fall in Love, which is one of my favorite games that I always play when, like, you need to get somebody talking who's like rough to kind of get like deep answers out of, I always play that game. And one of the questions is, What's your favorite memory? And I'd love to actually hear yours just because now we're talking about it. But my favorite memory is having a Passover at my house in 2018. (laughs) I had moved home because my dad started having memory problems. And it was actually the year I started my business. And I lived at home for four months and we had Passover. And my mom told me I could invite all of my high school friends that still lived in West Palm Beach (laughs) to the Mm -hmm. house. And Mm -hmm. it was so funny because... It was, like, a tiny, short table, but we were all, like, 30. And, but it looked like a kid's table. And then it was, like, her friends that are all, like, in their 50s and 60s at, like, the adult table. And it was an Italian Catholic girl, a Filipino guy, a Black guy, and a Venezuelan guy, and me. And it was, like, their first Passover. <laughs> the like, kid's table.
1: <laughs> and
0: my mom's friends got into all all former New Yorkers, New York Jews. They got into a screaming argument about whether to read the hagada in Hebrew or in English. <laughs> Standing, screaming, and like one was like, none of them are going to be understand us, and then the other one was like, we have tradition, and they're like screaming, and I'm looking at all of my friends, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, and they're like, this is amazing, like this is everything going wanted her. out of a, out of Passover. How authentic! Like we're having an authentic.
1: This this is Passover. Anything else? Think. But just like
0: being able to create a very Jewish space like that and like for my friends and like to have like that, I cherish that memory more than anything else. And I think the cultural identity of community and care and like, yes, it is true that like if you are gay, you can go to Israel and be celebrated for that. But like, let's not use that to pinkwash a fucking genocidal situation like I am so proud to be Jewish I'm not that has that what's happening in Israel has nothing to do with my Jewish identity
1: period full stop yeah oh that's beautiful I'm so glad you shared that I want to I'm really glad you mentioned it because it also affirms how I've experienced my Jewish friends is they I was born and raised Catholic but which claims to be communal I have never experienced community from a faith-based People like I've experienced it from my Jewish and Arabic friends because they are cousins. Did you know in Arabic, Jewish means cousin? It means like son of my father's brother. Yeah. So my my friend Janamatari, who's doing some amazing work with Palestinian liberation, was telling me that yeah, Jew in Arabic means cousin. It's they're they're so they're so closely related. So I just want to name that, that I've seen community expressed so beautifully through Ophira and Tali Adu, who are the Astro twins mm. and Jewish, and their father was born in a Kibbutz in Israel. You know, Marianne Williamson, a mentor and a friend of mine. I mean, as soon as she knew that I loved astrology and A Course of Miracles, she was like, wait, let me help you in everything that I can do. Mm. You know? And so I totally just want to validate that. And I think that's what breaks my heart. In what's being positioned right now is like, I hope that Jews feel like they have a space to go that is safe for them, that isn't necessarily Israeli nationalism and Zionism. You know what I mean? Anyway,
0: no, Ooh. I think that it's important to remind people of that. I think that yes, and who... look at
1: you with the evil, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you that. know. I'll huh. always
0: get you. I always have an assay bowl for you, Colin.
1: If I, <laughs> I have
0: a metaphorical acai bowl full of nutrients for you whenever you Thank want.
1: Thank you. And there is something really funny about Jews and Italians that just like, oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. They're so similar. They really
0: are. <laughs> I think it's the Long Island.
1: Are you sure? Yeah, maybe because. or right.
0: Long Island is my religion.
1: I guess. Yeah, Long Island is New York is a nationality, as they say. Yeah, they're hot-blooded people, man. Like, yeah, if I saw a group of fucking Jews yelling at Passover, I'd be like, oh, well, another Sunday for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: You would have been a great addition to that.
1: <laughs> I know. It was, I would have been like, was... like, guys, we could do both. It's called both. Why is one or the other? I want to hear what like, and...
0: stop fighting. It was you like really? 40 minutes. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. like everything is cold. The matzo ball soup is cold.
1: Yeah, real good, guys. <laughs> Well, and interestingly, because about the favorite favorite memory, I don't know why this came up, but I think it was when I went to Italy in January of 2022, and uh, I don't know, yeah, this just was coming up for me, and I took this beautiful like nighttime walk near Rome in Rome next to the Colosseum, and I FaceTimed my mom, and I got to show her the Colosseum, and that just okay. really that meant a lot to me. I I I think it was also a moment when I felt like both of my values, which are sometimes in paradox with each other, because my values are kind of Aries and Libra. So because I grew up in a, and still i am living with my family, I live in a multi-generational household. It can be very easy for me to access Aries when I'm in so much Libra. You know, how can mm-hmm. I? Especially yesterday, there was a lot going on with like doctor's appointments and it was my niece's gymnastics and who's getting dinner and blah, 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 right? And then to go to Italy felt very Aries, right? Like, I'm going to go back. No, I'm going to go to it. It was the first time I went in a while. And then I got to face to my mom. So it was this beautiful moment of where like I felt harmony of my values and she was crying. She loved it so much. And it was oh. be- it just really meant something to me. Yeah. To show her that at night.
0: Thank you for sharing that. With Thank us. you for
1: listening. Thank you. I, listening. Listening.
0: I love this episode because I feel like we got way more personal, like than ideological, really. But I think, like, that's so sweet and tender, and I love that.
1: Well, and I wonder, like, that's kind of... Yes, we did, and also, that's how people learn. Or I shouldn't say how. I think a lot of people learn through story than they do through theory. We can go on and on about, like, well, Aquarius is a fixed air sign co-ruled by Saturn and Uranus. Girl, they're lost. But what if we talk about... This is community, and in this table, we had a Filipina. We had that's
0: very Aquarian, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like, no, we we talked about the astrology without talking about astrology. (laughs) Or I'm just also
0: not all the bewitches speak astrology.
1: There (laughs) you go. Yeah, girls. My clients
0: come to me and they're like, Can I launch this on this day? What's happening in the astro? And I'm like girl, don't we can go there if you want to go there. but right. like you don't need to speak astrology to be in the name in the community you're still that's you're right still welcome here.
1: yeah and like maybe if, if we leave them with and knowing that the first half of the year is about lovingly declaring that there are sometimes questions with single right answers thank you taurus for that mm-hmm. but then guiding people to change their mind a little bit like ethically and carefully not through punishment coercion blame judgment or shame Yeah, but through care and curiosity and then when jupiter enters gemini things will drastically lighten up and that can also be really confronting so i I went to this retreat and uh, i was a bunch of artists which so we had a, a fucking blast and there was this icebreaker moment when we had to like all kind of like go through the line and look at each other's eyes and hug one another and Everybody was crying, and I was the second to last person to go in. And then I stare at this Virgo, and we start cracking up. (laughs) (laughs) He started laughing so hard, CK. And then that was like six or seven months ago. Somebody was in that space to me. She came back, and she was like, Colin, because we're friends now, let me be really, really, really real with you. When you started laughing, I was pissed. I didn't love that you came into that energy with, with a whole lot of laughter. Really? And then she said, but when I went home that night, I realized, you know what? That's my shit. Why do I take this shit so fucking seriously? You know what I mean? So look, I'm not saying, you know, everything is going to be a comedy special. You know, read a room, see where people are at, but also recognize that like, yeah, no, levity can be very confronting for people. And just kind of middle finger in the air. I don't... know."
0: I think, too, that like what you said about there being one right answer and then changing people's minds, like we we have a presumption of rightness when we are attempting to change people's mind, which if both people are coming into the conversation with opposite perspectives under that presumption, it makes it very hard to change minds. So, yes, like some things objectively women's right to choose, for example, one right answer for sure. But when you go into a conversation with the presumption of like... Uh, what ramdas says self-righteousness is the last barrier to enlightenment that like we must also be open to being changed which and i say that you know as as a jewish person like there has been so much that i've had to reconcile with in my lived experience in the last couple of months that like remained unquestioned and the other thing i always teach people is like you can't guarantee safe spaces like we are going to cause harm even if it's because of transference like someone's working with you they you remind them of the person who was mean to them on the, the soccer field in high school or whatever the fuck like it there is an inevitability of like conflict and dissonance and difficulty to be able to engage in these kinds of conversations And so, no, you can't guarantee safety, but you can guarantee accountability. You can guarantee respect. You can guarantee like bringing tenderness and vulnerability to the best of your ability to these difficult conversations. And we need that more than we need the right answer sometimes in order to be able to get people to change their hearts and minds.
1: Yeah. And thank you for that for that frame, because, yeah, I think when I look at Taurus, I think it comes in and kind of eliminates the fact that two plus two equals five, you know? And I think there has to, and maybe that's what I'm fleshing out right now is like, you know, the the idea is, is this a problem with the single right answer or a polarity with multiple truths? Mm -hmm. That's the question we ask ourselves. Yeah. Then we're setting ourselves up for great success in this year. Yeah. I just watched a documentary on, uh, wanted pregnancies which then became life-threatening for the mother on hulu yesterday i think it was called on the brink with uh, diane sawyer um mm-hmm. it was abc news oh my god devastated me and i'm like i cannot believe these motherfuckers won i was so pissed anyway and
0: it's like well we can have a whole other conversation about this but it's like yeah why do you guys fucking care so much about controlling what it is that we are doing with ourselves
1: Go to Texas and find out, because that's apparently where a lot of this shit was happening. No offense to the Texans here. I love my Texas friends. I just could not fucking believe the bullshit I was hearing anyway.
0: Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's always a pleasure.
1: (laughs) Oh, CK. Yes. Well, you know what? I also think we modeled like we went deep. We went high, right? We went to the serious shit and then we went to satire, you know?
0: I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode as much as I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hope you enjoyed it as much as I. Did. I
0: hope you enjoyed listening to me as much as I love listening to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's it. I know my Gemini uncle when he leaves, excuse me, he's my godfather. My Gemini godfather, when he leaves the party, he goes, All right, everybody, it was good singing me. <laughs> That's the energy. <interview. laughs>
0: It was also good seeing you. Uh,
1: listen, I'm sorry you had to. I know. I was like, CK, what's the deal with the videos? Because your girl barely showered. Barely. Okay. I'm a fucking mess. Oh, my like, God.
0: You are a babe. I'm like not even going to like listen to uh, you neg yourself in front of me right now. I am not here. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're bathed in light.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Notice how I was like, hold on. And then I was like. I just got like they're
0: a shining star in a galaxy
1: far in, far right
0: in a Warner Brothers discovery
1: <laughs> <laughs> Okay oh my God, so-
0: <laughs> I love you. I'm glad you were here and maybe we'll have you for 2025.
1: Yeah, we should almost do like a a halfway check and be like what the fuck <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I'm down if you're down. Everybody, all the B-witches, let us know if you want to hear from us in six months about how this all played out.
1: Obviously, the girlies are saying encore six months from now. Good seeing me, tour. Come on. Oh,
0: my God. We should have a separate podcast and we're just like riffing on shit. It's like it's a comedy podcast that sometimes talks about current events.
1: (laughs) Or, or, Or does it? (laughs) if only
0: we had the time
1: (laughs) so busy okay well no ck i just want to acknowledge you and just say what a light you are what a friend you've been what a leader and a visionary you are in spaces that really could benefit from your thought and your thoughtfulness and your care and your wisdom and your friendship and your magic you know you really are one of a kind and I'm so impressed by your integrity. And when I went by that, you know, overused, underdefined and not always applied. OK, <laughs> oh, you really walk it like you talk it, bitch. Make Thanks. no fucking mistake. And I see it. I love it. I cherish it. And I wish you a wonderful 2024. And we better hug each other this year or else.
0: Yeah, I would love that. I miss you
1: i miss you too thank and you for
0: those beautiful words i would say them all back to you but you would cringe and tell me to shut
1: just up <laughs> i would leave the chat just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> we will see you witches in the new year and i hope that you keep the collective in your manifestations
1: okay good summary bye everyone
0: bye <laughs>